listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. Hello and welcome back to Phenomenology Club. Happy International Women's Day. I'm not usually one to celebrate random bullshit made up holidays, but... I am quote-unquote celebrating this one because, in my opinion, there's reason to. Lots of things going on around the world as it relates to women's. Hello, SS Retro Zone. Um, yeah, happy Women's Day. I thought that for Women's Day, I would speak about something that I think about often. And that thing is... Femininity, a thing, a force that plagues my personal existence in a very serious way. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Um, what am I going to say? So, so let's talk about femininity. I have to confess, I made this title clickbaity on purpose to lure you, to seduce you, and trap you into coming here. Um, You know, usually when we hear this phrase that I'm clearly playing off of, toxic masculinity, um, hello, hello. Uh, It's in a way that is critical, you know. Um, toxic masculinity has become like a kind of buzzword, a buzz phrase of of some kind that we see thrown around in all of this various discourse about relations between women and men and such. Um, I personally never really use the phrase. I don't really like it, but I also just don't really like anything I think that becomes a buzzword. It pisses me off. I have sort of a repulsion to obviousness in general. And I feel like when something becomes redundant or overused or hashtaggy, I just become sort of repulsed by it, you know. And also just like, well, for specific reasons too, you know. I mean, I just feel like so much discourse that uses these kinds of buzzwords, uh... It's just so redundant and obvious, like I say, you know. You can't really compact so many of these complex, incredibly nuanced ideas and discussions into these little, nice little fucking packages. I mean, what do they even mean, you know? Toxic masculinity. I'm not entirely sure exactly what it's supposed to mean. I sort of get it, 
but I'm not sure I totally uh, like it. I don't really like it. That's just me. Whatever. It's Women's Day. So, <laughs> toxic femininity. When I say toxic femininity, I'm not really going to talk about uh, something that might run parallel to the sorts of discussions we see about toxic masculinity. My idea really is that femininity itself is toxic. I very much believe this. Um, Retrozone says, can we define modern femininity versus past femininity? I don't know. Can we? What do you think about that? I'm not sure what you mean by that. My impressions are that, you know, femininity, uh, we can define it. We should define it. I'll look it up. But my opinion is that it really doesn't represent any sort of stable concept, right? Because it's always, always in flux. It sort of represents, um, I mean, at all times, it really just represents being like women, you know? <laughs> Something about women. And that thing is always changing, right? What do we think about when we think about what is feminine? I think we think a lot about cultural trends, you know, the color pink, which many of us know uh, was seen as a boy's color, I think as recently as the past century, you know, this is not some stable concept. What is encompassed by a word like femininity uh, is always in flux, you know, it always just describes something or a constellation of things that is said to be describing in some capacity characterizing women this is why it is feminine you know um kyle says well aren't there multiple waves of feminism yes there are <laughs> and i have a whole upload about it if you want to listen to it um on this channel called observations crashing the feminist wave function but i didn't really get into this discussion there um and i want to get into it a little bit um oh charles kenton just said i'm just reading the chat a little bit do you think men have femininity the way women do or is it more so an imitation thing like being raised by a single mom and femininity sort of rubbing off on the kid um to answer your first question, do I think men have femininity? No, because I don't think anybody has femininity. And this is part of why I say that femininity itself is toxic. What is femininity? It's really this nebulous concept that doesn't describe anything at its core, right? It describes something that is supposed to characterize what women are like what women do you know but women clearly are not a monolith or at least we're not supposed to be you know but we kind of become one because of these social socio-cultural forces of gender and femininity especially that essentially put women into a very specific box and that is the thing as women and as feminist women which i definitely am one obviously are trying to break out of you know and this is why i very much am opposed to everything 
described in the most general sense as feminine period you know what is the function of femininity of the concept it's supposed to paint women a certain way right and what would be the purpose of such a thing if women all don't resemble each other to create these social forces that try to make it seem that women all resemble each other in my opinion femininity exists to essentially otherize women you know and this might be well I know it's controversial to people but in my opinion everything the specific things right now and historically that characterize femininity I think are much lesser I think that they basically are all the qualities that men and women alike want to have you know or or do have in some capacity but femininity is basically a collection of the things that are supposed to be less desirable and the function of femininity itself i think is to otherize and to separate women from men you know when men are not supposed to be effeminate and everything that describes being feminine is things that I would say most people don't want to be. I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but what are the popular ideas about femininity or like specific things? What is feminine? You know, things like being meek, being more docile, being more submissive. And of course, culture and society puts a nice little dress and a little fucking bow on these things. And tries to spin it in a way that makes it seem nice, you know. Women possess emotional intelligence. What's the implication there? The implication there is that, you know, women are more emotional beings. And, um, you know, men are the more rational ones. Uh, there's all sorts of things that I think are painted in such a way with such colorful language. Where we're almost supposed to be consoled by what is sold to us as femininity and there's so much colorful language even from you know people who are feminists or say they're feminists and woman is the mother of the world and my womb is magic and i talk to fucking chipmunks in the forest like fucking snow white because women are in touch with nature and blah blah fucking fucking blah 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 like women are a bunch of fucking angel bitches sitting on a fucking rock singing a fucking song you hear me <clears throat> looking at the chat for a second um mm. yes fire yes i agree with you very much <laughs> the astrology of gender says delilah yeah i mean that's funny and this is something i feel very opposed to to speak of astrology i've seen so many hot takes on social media about things like if you are um you know people who are dismissive about things like astrology they are being misogynist it's a misogynistic attitude to foster to be critical of a thing like astrology because it's a female coded interest quote unquote like speak for your fucking self okay i'm a female and i also think that astrology is absolutely silly i do not have any sort of interest in astrology at all and so i'm very frustrated by this attitude where it seems like people 
have come to some sort of feeling that femininity itself is undervalued, you know, and this is the problem. The problem is that femininity itself is underrated, so to speak, and we just need to learn how to appreciate it. But I stand in stark opposition to such an idea because when I consider everything that is described as feminine and femininity, I very, very, very much believe that everything sold to us as femininity is things that I don't want to be. And I don't think any women really should be for to be there's no sense in characterizing us this way you know look at the kinds of clothes that women are supposed to wear compared to the clothes our male peers wear you know I mean even to watch people in the most professional setting on some panel or something the the way that our clothes and the difference in our clothing is so enforced I mean it's just insane the fact that men get to sit here in these like you know, super serious, very, uh, you know, nondescript, sharp angled suits while their women peers wear fucking big, bright floral prints and big ridiculous beads and shit. It almost feels like they're trying to turn us into fucking clowns. It's very like infantilizing, you know, why would women not just also wear like suits? It's like, the way that everything is so policed, I mean, the more that you look at it, it's like, wow, I mean, the entire construct of gender exists, in my opinion, to otherize women. Gender is itself misogynistic. This is what I think, that gender exists to enforce the subjugation of women and the otherization of women. Everything that women are described as being is lesser, you know more emotional aka less rational more bright and free and expressive aka less serious you know this is something that i feel like um there was there was an there is an illustration of it that i thought was really interesting it wasn't long ago that there was this photo going around on social media of a young boy dressed up as a disney princess and <laughs> all of these takes were like Oh, look, that's so great. We should celebrate this. You know, young boys dressed up as like Cinderella or whatever the hell. And if you don't embrace this, you're like homophobic or something. But I think that, I mean, this picture of a boy dressed up as a Disney princess, I have to say it also made me deeply uncomfortable. Um, and not because I'm homophobic. I fucking love you fucking gay ass motherfuckers. But the reason that it made me so uncomfortable is because I think we have become so used to these this culture of putting young girls in dresses and in bows and stuff. We really kind of have forgotten or maybe never even come to realize in the first place exactly what the function of this is. What is the function of beautifying young girls from the time that they're fucking toddlers and really totally like nondescript from male babies you know why do we slap a big fucking bow on the on the 
on the female toddlers and why do we make them wear all these frilly shits and stuff in my mind it's just sexual grooming you know and i think that when you see a boy in this kind of clothing and this sort of thing done to a boy it makes us uncomfortable because we're not used to seeing it on a boy but we're also it also becomes more clear exactly what the function of this thing is to put makeup and to beautify young babies. I mean, isn't it, it should freak us all out. I mean, it really is that we are grooming young girls for a lifetime of being seen as nothing but a being that is judged in for in some capacity for their sexual worth, their sexual value. And the fact that we do this to toddlers, to young girls, to babies, is absolutely fucking disgusting. So of course I don't want this to be done to young boys either. Imagine how uncomfortable you would feel if you had some male baby, your male child that you just birthed, and people are always walking up to it and going, what a beautiful little boy. Oh, so pretty. What a pretty little boy. I mean, I think you would your your alarms would start to go off and you would be like is this dude a pedophile you know why do you keep calling my baby boy so pretty and so beautiful you know but this is exactly how it is for young girls and toddlers and babies and we treat it as normal oh you're so pretty you're so beautiful what the fuck it's a fucking baby no fucking baby is so pretty or so fucking beautiful and it's just grotesque to me, you know, especially the more you meditate on it. It's just grotesque, like putting a fucking bow and these frills and stuff. To me, it's like you're dressing babies up like for you're trying to like get them ready for the fucking harem, you know, trying to raise them for a life of fucking sexual commodification. My baby will be the prettiest and all the men will desire my fucking baby. Um... reading the comments for a second aim like when you reach a certain age you're expected to perform femininity and if you don't you're late or a tomboy yeah um and i think that that's fucked up even the word tomboy you know growing up as a young girl i described myself as a tomboy i always wanted to be with the boys you know because from a very early age even though i didn't articulate it to myself but i remember even as early as kindergarten when i was what like five years old i already had come under the impression that girls were stupid girls have stupid interests they have petty interests and if i want people to take me seriously i I need to be like the boys everything boys do is more important more serious more worth doing you know so I always wanted to be with the boys I wanted to be like the boys I cut my hair short I only was interested in the things that I saw boys were interested in you know um and and I was called a tomboy by myself and by others and I think that's fucked up obviously to say that if a girl is not a certain way, if she doesn't prescribe to femininity, then we need to come up with some other word to describe her. A tomboy. So I'm a boy or a tomboy because I'm not into all these things that society is trying to fucking force down my fucking throat. And it's really amazing too because it's like really femininity requires so much work. It's additive, you know, if you just do nothing. Uh, for example, you just don't wear makeup, which is something I don't do, you know. I'm often 
seen as I mean, I mean people ask me all the time if I'm a lesbian or I'm this or I'm that just because I don't wear makeup like isn't that nuts it's so normal to paint your face if you're a woman it's so expected of you by everybody I mean there's even jobs that require you do it and it's not illegal to to uh make your female employees wear makeup i'm thinking specifically of uh airplane stewardesses they have to paint their nails they have to wear makeup they have to wear this or that clothing i mean it's just so fucked up if you just choose to do nothing i don't want to shave my body so what i resemble some fucking prepubescent girl i don't want to wear makeup you know now people are like well why why because you're a lesbian because you're this because you're that no, bitch, I just don't want to. The fuck? I don't have the time. I'm over here fucking doing what I'm doing. Leave me alone, you know? It's so crazy how this is so expected of you that if you don't do it, uh, then people need a justification for why. They need some sort of explanation. It's fucking nuts. Trendell. Hi, Trendell, my New Jersey brother. Did you get along better with boys than girls growing up? Um, I don't think I really got along with either better. Um, or maybe I did. I think I got along better actually with girls, even though I very much wanted to be with the boys and stuff. I never really felt fully accepted by them, you know, but with girls, I definitely had my closest relationships. And I think that's also partially because, you know, my parents were very strict. I wasn't allowed to like go play at a boy's house, but it also wasn't normal uh, at least in the environment I grew up in, for girls and boys to have playdates by themselves, you know. Um, and this is just, all, all of these things, I think, are just examples of, like, why gender and femininity are such oppressive forces that we deal with in our daily lives because look at the extent to which they're policed i was just thinking about names you know isn't it crazy that people can tell my sex just from my name this is so normal you know it's uncommon to have a name that's more androgynous culturally most people have a name where their name itself will signify their sex you know people are surprised if you meet someone named ashley and it's a boy you know this is a name that some boys have but people will be like oh wow i didn't expect a boy you know from your very birth as soon as you are born, you know, it's like, okay, you're a girl, you get this name, you have to wear this bow, we're gonna put this color on you, you have to do this, do that, you know, uh, and even as an adult, I mean, some of the things are just so ridiculous, this is body wash for men, you know, though, I mean, I'm sure men have, like, tougher skin or something, or maybe that's false, who knows, I think women have softer skin, things like this, I think, wouldn't be absolutely ridiculous, but a lot of it just really is, why don't we just make things that, you know, <laughs> can, can be for anybody, you know, I mean, or, or, I don't know, I'm not a dermatologist, I'm sure certain, uh, <laughs> conditioners work better for men here some bullshit um 
how to do things says it sounds like you had to embrace masculine tendencies because you were taught to hate feminine traits well i think this is part of where the confusion comes from for people and why people want to say that um the problem is that we've come to hate feminine things you know because it's undoubtedly true like i was just describing growing up i learned from a very early age to hate everything that was feminine you know Um, But just because this is true, I think, doesn't negate the fact that it is also true that everything that is sold to us as feminine, I think, is also very damaging and toxic. And this is why I call it toxic femininity, you know. It's undeniably true that I learned from a very early age to hate everything that was coded as feminine. But as I grew up, I think I also realized that everything that is coded as feminine is in and of itself not a good thing, you know? What's feminine? Giving girls baby dolls, you know? From such an early age, isn't that so fucked up, you know? Like, this is your life. This is your one role in life to one day be a mother. And from such an early age, you're already thinking about a thing like motherhood. When Barely when kids can even fucking talk, a lot of these little girls already have baby dolls. Like, you can't even say a full sentence yet, but I'm already imposing on you the idea that your life's mission is to be a mother one day, you know? Or I'm already imposing on you the idea that your life is going to be one where you are trying to fulfill some sort of beauty expectation, you know? You always have to look good. You have to look pretty. You exist to be pretty. You exist to be a mother, you know? I I think that the way that we clothe young girls and the way that we... The kinds of interests that we try to push on them, they're all very sinister, you know? There's no reason that young girls should be growing up getting ready in a sense for a life of of beautification and sexual commodification and also a life of domesticity and motherhood you shouldn't be thinking about these things as a young girl and this is why i think the solution is not to teach boys how to get in touch with their feminine side because there's no such fucking thing you know i think that what boys get to do is really kind of just be normal fucking people and this is why i say i think femininity itself is a bad thing and what's described as masculine are things that we all are you know what are the traits of masculinity being brave being strong being aggressive competitive these are all things that women also are we're just not allowed to be them you know Girl perfumes are better, says Holly. If I was a guy, I'd be smelling like forest berries. I mean, I'm not a fan of perfume, period. I don't like perfume. I think it's nasty. Um... Fire says, do you think that women who perform femininity in excess and also identify as feminists are delusional? Um... Probably, yes. I mean, I don't know if this offends people, whatever. Fuck it, it's Women's Day. This is my piss. I, the more feminists I meet, the more women that I think are genuinely feminists, I find that they tend to be more, uh, 
they tend to be less what you would call feminine because I think that these women have thought very much about the sorts of things that I'm saying right now and find everything sold to us as feminine to be kind of repulsive, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I feel like feminists, I mean, and they're characterized this way in a way that's derogatory. You know, people people always say, like, all, all feminists are just a bunch of lesbians and they have short hair and don't shave and shit. It's seen, you know, and, and everything that we're insulted for is just, it's crazy. It's just all the things, like, that it, it's just not performing this incredibly arduous task and burden of femininity like it's so fucking time consuming you know like it's just crazy that and it's crazy that that that's seen as being an active process in and of itself it's seen as if you're rejecting something instead of just not participating in something you know i don't have to go out of my way to look like some fucking hairy lesbian i just look like some fucking hairy lesbian because i don't perform femininity you know I don't do a thing I'm not actively rejecting a thing I'm just not doing a thing you know isn't that nuts it's bullshit it's fucking bullshit um reading the chat for a second But yeah, um, feminism, you know, I'm, if you listen to the episode that I did about feminism, um, I talked about this a bit, but I mean, I think that it's a very confusing time for men and women alike, um, because what is sold to us right now is feminism, I believe is not feminism at all, you know, and it's crazy because it's such a narrative, especially in mainstream media, you know, what the, all of these feminist quote unquote narratives, things like sex positivity, body positivity, these are all sold to us as things that the general public comes to believe is like a feminist movement. But I don't even think that there, any of these narratives are feminist in the slightest. A thing like the body positivity movement, I mean, this is just such a joke to me, you know, what is the function of the body positivity movement? It's basically like encouraging people to sexually commodify all body types. Oh, you don't think that fat women are attractive? Well, you better learn to lust after them too. You don't think red pubic hair is attractive? You better learn to lust after red pubic hair too, you know? All women are beautiful. All women are worthy of getting a facial, you know? Like, instead of what would actually be a feminist narrative, which would be that... It doesn't fucking matter whether a woman is beautiful or considered beautiful or not, you know, because women are not just beings that exist to be judged on criteria that has anything to do with their sexual worth. Women are already only judged, or not only, but primarily judged for what can be considered their sexual value, you know, this is the thing we should be getting away from. I think this is also true when we talk about sex positivity. There is nothing revolutionary about this mainstream narrative of sex positivity, you know, it's in and of itself, I would say patriarchal as hell, you know, it, it, it has nothing to do with women, except that really all it's doing is cementing and creating a new narrative around the reality that women have always been hypersexualized in society 
ever since the dawn of civilization, you know. We're basically just finding a way to transform the narrative into something that's more palatable and feels better because the reality is so much more uncomfortable to behold. The reality that women are pretty much trapped in this mode, you know. So instead of realizing and confronting the truth, which fucking hurts really deeply, the truth that, you know, women exist only as sexual beings in the eyes of society, not only by men, but by us too. I think that we have become our own voyeurs in a way that is so extreme. You know, even the most feminist among us, I like to consider myself a truly radical feminist, you know, even myself, I find a hard time looking at older women through a lens that I find to be actually neutral, you know. I feel like in many ways the damage has been done because ever since I've been reared in this culture that is enforcing the fuck out of gender, gender a thing that exists to otherize and separate women as lesser beings from men, like my own judgment is always tainted, you know. It's hard to escape from this reality, but um you know, I think that if women truly want to be sexually liberated, what we need to be liberated from is the fact that we are so, so sexualized, you know. There is nothing liberating about about me being able to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to capitalize off of this misogynistic hellscape that we exist in, you know. It might be liberating on an individual level, you know. I mean, I was a sex worker. I don't really even like that phrase, but fuck it. I was a sex worker for many years, you know, and I found nothing liberating about it from a feminist perspective. It was liberating on an individual level in the sense that I felt I could embrace nihilism, you know? I could be like, well, fuck it. I don't care what my parents think. I don't care what they think. I have to live in this misogynistic hellscape. I might as well make a few thousand dollars a week off of it, you know, because I can. But that doesn't liberate women. It might have liberated me in a certain sense. Uh, financially and as an individual but there is absolutely nothing revolutionary for women or liberating uh, within that institution the institutions of pornography or sex work there's nothing liberating about any of it what would be truly liberating would be for women to be able to exist in a world where a thing like sex work if it exists is a thing that men and women participate in in a way that is more equal you know but the entire in the entire sex industry i mean <laughs> you're lying to yourself if you can't see how one-sided it is you know women exist as a commodity and men are there to purchase us you know Trendell says, but for some reason we're treated better if we have more of our assigned traits than the other. I think that it depends on the venue, Trendell, you know. Um, I think that even though it's true, I feel like, you know, I am, I, I'm just using myself as an example because, you know, a lot of this is based on lived experience, so that's probably the best example anyone will have of anything. I think that in some, it depends on the venue, like when I was in the strip club, you know, I feel like I was treated 
in a way where um, I was seen as different from some of the other women because of the way I choose to style myself, my hair, my dress, all this, you know, because maybe I wasn't subscribing to feminine shit as hard or something. But that's just one venue. I feel like in an academic venue, for instance, you know, I, I do feel like sometimes I am kind of treated in a way because of how I present myself in a way that might be more respectful than some of my female peers who uh, wear makeup or dresses or are even just super pretty. I mean, it's so fucked up. This shit runs so deep. I feel like the prettier you are, honestly, the more people will assume that you're stupid, you know. You have to really prove yourself, I feel like, if you're a pretty woman, if you're a beautiful woman, even if you don't wear makeup, don't do anything, you know. The more beautiful you are, I feel like the more people will almost subconsciously assume that you are stupider, you know. No, it's really fucked up. How did you think? Says financial freedom is hella liberating, though. Um, it can be, but honestly, uh, you're not gonna find financial freedom really from an industry like the sex industry either, because. I mean, as a woman, at least selling your looks and stuff, because the window of opportunity for one is so small. I mean, you don't have that many years to capitalize off of a thing like looks in our misogynistic as fuck society because, I mean, in our society, women are seen to expire like at no earlier than or later than the age 25, really. I mean, they've done studies where they ask men, like, what is the most attractive uh, age for a woman or whatever, and, like, they pretty much, from every age group of men, like, all end at, like, the year 25 or something, or I think even younger, or maybe last I checked, the age was getting younger, you know, um, but for women, when they do the same study for them, you know, we tend to find men, as we grow older, we find men in our age group more attractive consistently, but for women, you know, it's kind of like, for all age groups, even going up into fucking senior citizen men ages, they, they too think that the most attractive women are like ages 20 or something, you know. And I think it has very much to do with the reality that women are seen as other beings. We don't, I don't think that men or maybe women many women ourselves i mean i think a lot of us have fucking stockholm syndrome we can't even see the reality of how bad things are i mean i like to i don't like to because this shit is depressing as fuck but i think that the scale of misogyny is so fucking massive that we can't even really see it anymore i think it's almost become invisible and this is part of why our feminism right now is like totally just a bunch of anti-feminist bullshit you know because people really don't even understand how deep this shit goes you know um but what I was just saying is that I think that men are able to consistently only find like younger women attractive and stuff because that's all we are to them you know women are an aesthetic we're an essence we are something other than a person you know but it's hard I think for women to feel the same way about men because women I think are attracted to men for their personhood for their personality what kind of talents men have you know we're attracted to all these things so of course naturally I think we're attracted to part partners that fall into our general age range because we find a lot of commonality with them and women I think find a lot of romantic interest based on you know um 
shared interests and shared goals and all all of these other things that we might have in common with each other but but with women you know I think it's never even expected that a woman could have something super interesting about her and if she does you know it's just some sort of nice little bonus to the actual package which is what she looks like and her body and all this um, you know, people will always bring up all this bullshit and try to have some sort of social Darwinist interpretation or evolutionary psychiatrist thing like, um, you know, uh, men are just, uh, more attracted to visuals or this or that. Um, but this has been debunked, uh, most notably in a study that came out late last year. I'll post it in the comments. I could find it. It's the largest study that's ever been done. It wasn't just like one random study because, you know, these studies have happen all the time and the groups are always different sizes but this is like the largest study they've ever done where they were trying to see if men and women are equally visually stimulated and the results were that we are you know it's not that men are just more visual beings or whatever other bullshit is given to us as a sort of band-aid on the wound of the reality um but we are equally visually stimulated you know so it's that this is not the reason that women don't go or desire really like strip clubs or to buy male only fans so dudes can wiggle their dick at us or something if we pay for a <laughs> for a fucking subscription fee or whatever the reality is i think that um women see men more for the totality of their being you know we see and appreciate men in a way that I think is much more respectful of their reality and their very personhood. And it's harder for us to do this as women because ever since, you know, we're all fucking babies. We are already just being given these incredibly prescriptive sociocultural roles uh, really that just infiltrate every area of life and I think that because this force is so strong and so omnipresent it becomes difficult for people to even see it you know it's hard to see it it's hard to become repulsed by seeing a baby girl with a bow on her head and her ears pierced and in a dress you know um because the reality is this has been going on for so long we see it ever since day one it becomes normal but when you start to think about these things and when you start to see baby boys with dresses on them and bows and stuff I think we start to behold the terrible reality which is that you know a lot of what we do to little girls is really just sexual grooming and that sucks to behold I feel like the truth of all of this shit really just hurts and this is why even probably on a subconscious level we begin to avoid it and I think it's also why I believe that many women have a thing that resembles Stockholm syndrome you know you kind of come to love your captors and your oppressors because it's like well this is all I know you know and I'll take what I can fucking get um <sighs> Gabriel says, I've heard people saying that we don't need feminism anymore because some people don't think sexism exists anymore when this proves exactly why we need feminism. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. A lot of people really just don't even see it anymore. It's so hard for them to see it, you know, uh, because the scale of it is just, it's incredible. And honestly, um, I like to consider myself somebody who like 
thinks a lot and considers everything, this is something that I feel I've really only like begun to see see the scale of in the past one to two years, you know. And I I started to get more into it because I just couldn't stand anymore the kind of mental dissonance I was experiencing when I saw all of these mainstream narratives being sold to us as feminism, like the sex positivity, the body positivity. I'm like, dude, there has to be other women, I know they exist, that think this is all bullshit. There's something wrong here. And, you know, reading more, I'm like, wow. And honestly, like, uh, I mean... I feel like as someone who considers myself pretty intelligent and especially these topics, I mean, I think about them all the time and I feel like the the thing that offers the most insight is my lived experience. So I, I like to think that I've thought about everything. I know everything in this realm, you know, but all the time still uh, reading feminists just blows my mind. I saw a thing the other week about how... Um, about how it's fucked up that we're always going around saying that rape is not about sex. Rape is about power, you know. And it's gotten to the point where if somebody even suggests that rape has anything to do with sex, they will be reprimanded, you know. But why is that? And who started this narrative? And the thing I was reading, well, I was reading multiple sources because I saw some article about this and then I was reading more. It's so true. I mean, like, this is a narrative also totally constructed by patriarchy because to say that rape has nothing to do with sex is basically to absolve I think a lot of men in this patriarchal uh reality um to absolve them of accountability you know the reality is that rape has much to do with sex and with power the two are not mutually exclusive you know if you say rape is about power you're basically saying that you know anything in the realm of rape or what can be called rape is you know something only enacted by sociopaths but everything i do everything i lust for or desire sexually you know that has nothing to do with rape rape is this totally different entity that has nothing to do with general normal sexuality but it's so false you know um and I think that these are also some of the ideas and the justifications offered in these various talks about kinks and kink shaming and general consent. I mean, consent is another thing that I think is so sinister. What the fuck is consent? It's basically a useless concept that I think that I think patriarchy also came up with to basically make it seem like, you know, that women can agree to a thing and then automatically everything's good you know if if you have some sort of a rape fetish or a misogyny fetish or whatever as long as the woman consents everything's fucking honky dory you know what an absurd fucking concept that's so dumb you know and it all ties into this broader problem too of this idea that feminism is all about the individual it's all about choice you know it's a very liberal mindset liberal as in it's very much about the individual you know but that is such a privileged viewpoint that has nothing to do with the reality of anything feminism can't be about you as an individual it has to be about women as a whole you know if it was about you as an individual then it wouldn't be feminism you know it would be you ism you know 
the only narratives that we should be embracing are the ones that help all women, you know. So if you do a thing like choose to capitalize off the reality that so many men have a rape fetish and you start some OnlyFans that's all about, like, being raped and hogtied and fucking slapped in the face and called a dumb whore and this or that, you know. Uh, that's not a feminist action. You might be doing something that's good for yourself. Maybe you're financially liberating yourself from this or that circumstance, but you're not doing anything for women, you know. Nothing about any individual can be seen as some sort of socio-political movement. That's just not the reality. It's just not how any political movement has ever worked. It's not going to work, you know. So, fuck. That's just not gonna happen. Um, and also to go back to the idea of financial freedom when I'm speaking about OnlyFans or whatever for a second, didn't say this, but you also can never find financial freedom, I think, in the institution of sex work because the clientele is male, you know, the it's overwhelmingly male. If it was more 50-50 women, men, maybe it would uh, make more sense. But that's just not how it is, you know. Women will never find financial freedom in an institution that exists where the male is overwhelmingly clientele and the content that they desire is overwhelmingly misogynistic. I mean, I tried to look at a porn site not long ago and it was just disgusting. Everything was just my my stepsister, my sister, my mom, my grandma dumb bitch from work like it's so personalized and it's so fucked up I mean it's so misogynistic the longer you don't look at it I think the more you come back to it and it's just like repulsive you know I don't watch this kind of content and going back to it just to see what's what it was like wow I can't believe I ever could stomach this kind of content I mean the way a lot of this shit works really has to just do with repetitive normalization to the point where we get so deep in it we can't see what's what anymore um Kyle how do you think gay men perceive women them not having any sexual bias or bias from being a woman themselves um, honestly, I really don't even know because I'm not a gay man. Um, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's definitely true. A criticism that I see often launched at gay men is that, you know, there many of them can take on very misogynistic behaviors. You know, a lot of them sort of feel entitled to tell you, like, you look like shit and you need to do this or what are you wearing and all this. Um, and I think that those are valid, you know, and I see a lot of those criticisms come from the community itself. You know, it's not like some criticism that's only launched at them from external sources. At the same time, I have to say that um, out of any group of men ever, I feel like I have received the most genuine support and friendship from gay men. So I appreciate y'all. <laughs> And, and I think that they'll take care of whatever they need to take care of in the realm of criticizing themselves, you know. Just like as a feminist, I try to make all of my criticisms mostly things for other women, you know. I mean, even though clearly I criticize men and stuff, I think when it comes to feminism, as far as solutions go, I think that the number one 
priority for myself is to have these conversations with other women, you know. I mean, have them with men as well. I think men need to be exposed to more feminist narratives because right now a lot of them only get the mainstream shit and don't go much farther. I think that's true for women as well. But uh, I think that, you know, I don't expect men to or rely on men to get us out of this reality you know i think it's up to women and this is part of why i rail so hard against ideas like choice-based feminism because if every woman just does what she wants forever we're fucked you know women are the only people that are going to be able to move us out of this reality we can't sit around and wait for men to change things because they're never going to you know it's it's only us bitches my bitches international women's day it's only us that can pull us out of this fucking hellhole. So these are my thoughts. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, femininity is evil. I hope you think about all this shit. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. It's been about 50 minutes. I hope you have a good International Women's Day. The rest of it, if there's any left. Left. There's a lot going on right now in the world, um, particularly in Mexico. I'm not sure if it's today or tomorrow, but I know that there's a big strike where women are protesting um, and basically staying home for the day, not going to work, um, to try to let Mexican society feel the effects of that for the day. They've been dealing with a lot of femicide um, and all types of fucked up shit last year, I think it was late last year, there was, like, a brutal gang rape of a young woman there, uh, by a bunch of police officers, there's a lot going on, also in Chile, there's protests going on today, um, South Africa has a huge feminist movement going on right now, as does Nigeria, um, Argentina is always going through it, they're, uh, pretty inspirational, Ecuador, El Salvador, the women of South Korea right now are really having an amazing feminist movement that I think speaks a lot to what I spoke about in this specifically. There's a lot of women that are refusing to wear makeup um, because, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, South Korea has um, some of like the highest rates of plastic surgery and they also have, or for women, plastic surgery for women, the, the beauty norms there are just fucking insane you think it's insane here it's even more insane there and also a lot of people don't know that south korea has the widest pay gap out of any other nation which i think would surprise a lot of people because south korea is you know they're very developed and progressive in some sense of the word you know they're i mean i wouldn't really call it progressive but uh first world as fuck does that make more sense they're incredibly industrialized they're a key player in national relations so you know you would think that they'd be uh not the com not the country in the world with the widest pay gap between men and women but they are and they are having a really crazy feminist movement right now maybe that's why all these k-pop accounts that post <laughs> k-pop girl bands are always dropping some like feminist shit i love it that's just hilarious i love running whenever i run into a video of some girl in a k-pop band dancing on like twitter or something i know that there's going to be like a funny ass super political statement accompanying it <laughs> i love that aesthetic it's ridiculous um how to do things says how do women do real feminism I'll, I'll conclude with my answer to do real feminism I think that 
what is necessary is first realizing that feminism needs to be a movement for all women and not just you. So if you want to do feminism, you need to think about what things affect all women, um, what things affect different groups of women, to what extent, and embracing the fact that, you know, none of us are free until all of us are free so it might be great that you feel you don't need feminism and it makes you feel good to do this or that thing by yourself because it makes you feel personally empowered or liberated or yada yada but if the same's not true for all women then it's not gonna happen um and if you're a man uh i would say that to do feminism is to be a f- ally and to also embrace the idea that you know I've seen it go around a lot and people get really upset by it. I think it's maybe a good conversation starter, you know, when people say that men cannot be feminists. I think it's neither here nor there because being a feminist is not really some internal state of absolute being like a light switch you could flip on or flip off, you know. But I think that even by men just at least saying outwardly and women alike that men are not feminists women are feminists and men can be allies to feminists if they wish to be um i feel like this personally is a good conversation starter for people and helps recenter the discussion in a way that i feel is necessary because a lot of these anti-feminist narratives in my opinion things like all of this embracing sex positivity in such a way where men have berated me uh because i'm critical of things like rape fetishes and misogyny fetishes i mean misogyny fetish is literally a thing look it up there's a reddit with like i think over a hundred thousand subscribers i've been berated by men because they have come to have this kind of attitude where men's opinions here are just as important you know which i find to be absurd you know uh, I don't let men call themselves feminists, sorry. But if you want to be an ally, then you'll start reading women uh, of all different kinds of leanings, you know. Radical feminists like Andrea Dworkin, she's one of my favorites, uh, and I think has a lot of great things to say about these topics in particular, you know. Um, there's a lot that can be done. But anyway... Happy International Women's Day. Please give me a thumbs up if you enjoyed this content and blah, blah, fucking blah. Um, I'll be back soon with some other motherfucking content. I hope you have a great evening and I'll talk to you later. Good night.